Craft Beer Radio episode 507 on May 6th, 2023. One, two, three, and two, four, four. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the door. Ready to make it. Hey, everyone. We're back. It is beginning May. Yesterday was Cinco de Mayo. Hopefully, everyone got their Corona fill for the year. And, uh, <laughs> I bought 10 avocados for $10 today because it must be avocado sale day or something. When you said Corona fill, I was thinking coronavirus. And I was just recently down in Houston. And except for just taking the flight down, I didn't wear a mask at all. Mm-hmm. And I feel great. So, like, it, out of the vaccine, you know, I had four of, of the vaccines, you know, would, all the ones were recommended. Either vaccines are great or I'm one of the, you know, those unicorns that are just, like, completely immune to it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I got to do a little glass blending here because your pour was fuzzy. My pour? So you're I the one who poured it and you're saying my pour? Well, your glass would have been different than the other gotcha. ones. So. so I have to admit, I drank two Coronas today. Ooh. Not one, two. And she made me buy them. I had to <laughs> I had to go to the store well, the, in look, shame and two, buy Corona. Two episodes ago, we had Corona and we were like, okay, this isn't that bad. Yeah, I know. So mm-hmm. it's not like you were doing Corona Light. I was. Oh. No, regular Corona. <laughs> Looks no. like Corona Extra. You had Corona Extra. Regular Corona. Not Corona Light. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I saw. Well, I didn't buy it. So I wasn't really paying attention. I was just more interested in the beverage because I was working outside in the lawn. And as we've discussed before, that's when I like to drink them. Mm-hmm. Another beer that might go well with lawn work, even though we're done with the lawn work for today. Yes. Is this yeah. is from Allegheny City Brewing Company. That's a brewery here in Pittsburgh on the north side of Pittsburgh. And this is Breezy, their Japanese style rice lager. So like Sapporo. I mean, if you think about it, Budweiser and probably Corona is they're they're both uh, rice lagers, but the, the majority of their grain bill is rice. It's just cheaper. Hmm. All right. Okay, so this one pours. If you decanted it carefully, um, you could get it pretty clear. And then when I, by the time I got to the third third of the can it was a little more hazy so then i reblended all the glasses so they're all they're lightly hazy, hazy. hazy. And it smells like a cap like a classic american pilsner mm-hmm. smell you know it has exactly. that that smell i don't know if i would have picked it up if i didn't like have the label influencing me but i i think i smell rice cakes you know, like that kind of like smell. Um, I probably would have never noticed it. And maybe I'm just convincing myself it's in there. So what I'm curious about is how much of the grain bill here is rice. Um, and I'm trying to look up and see if there is a. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to find much information about it. Yeah, it's a pretty small brewery. Been there a few times. Tastes grassy. Okay. We incorporated puffed jasmine rice and flaked rice with uh, Adina hops. So they don't mention any other. Uh, that doesn't mean that they didn't put any other stuff in there. Right. But 
It could be the majority of the... The hops are pretty forward. You mentioned a grassy flavor. Mm-hmm. I think that's from the hops. Hops are kind of noble-ish, but there's kind of a melon flavor with them, too. They have a, a bitterness up front and a little tartness to them. Unless the tartness is, like, from... I don't th- I don't know if the can I don't think the can is necessarily spoiled, but there's a note of almost like a uh, kettle sour, like a very light kettle sour on this mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, there, there's something more here, and I think it also could be some of the yeast that was in here mm-hmm. that were because, as you said, it was you know, it was clear, and I bet the clear one would be a lot cleaner. But with the yeast in there, with the yeast sediment, I think you're getting some some extra stuff that's giving you some of that. A bit like not sourness, but you're definitely getting some residue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of chalky mm-hmm. at the end, so I guess that's that I, residue. Yeah, it's not. It's not bad. I think um, it would be interesting to see if you did like a really careful pour, if it would be like even cleaner. Well, we have more cans. We, we do can, have more cans. We can try that. But we also have lots of beers to drink, mm-hmm. so I don't know if it's worth opening another can. It's, it, it's fine. There's nothing special about it. I wasn't um, expecting much particularly special about it. I just it, it was it was interesting, and so I was mm-hmm. like, you know, what the heck? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not. It's it, it's a rice lager, right? Yeah. So it's going to be very light and not bold in many ways. I think this one is bolder than I would have expected mm-hmm. with kind of that little tang to it, that melonish flavor in there. So Yeah, rice can give you sometimes that that nice little like floral mm-hmm. bits. Uh I was almost hoping for something a little bit like bilk. <laughs> which there was a <laughs> So we read about this beer uh that was a Japanese beer that was using milk um and as as part of its like fermented to get like, some mm-hmm. sugar in it, and, and I found it when I was in Japan and brought it back, and we had it, and it was not bad. <laughs> I trying to remember what it tasted like. Mm-hmm. I, I just remember saying "bilk" <laughs> a lot. But, bilk, uh, bilk. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think that it had it was ale. It was an ale, so it had like more floral stuff going on in it. This <laughs> is really very light. Hoppiness, like even there, what's hoppy there is, like you said, sort of more melon like, sort of more, I don't know, Shannon, what would you say, like cantaloupe like, maybe honeydew? I was trying to pick it out and maybe honeydew. I wouldn't go as far as to say cantaloupe. Mm-hmm. Honeydew isn't quite as flavorful right, right. as cantaloupe is. So I would, yeah. Honeydew. Even cucumber, I think, kind of gets in. Oh. Now that you say cucumber. Mm-hmm. I'm going to taste it again. For me, it's the kind of the rind of the honeydew. It's that melon rind is the main thing. Oh, no, have yeah. you ever done like cucumber water? You take some slices, mm-hmm. leave it in. You, you get some pretty intense cucumber. And I think it kind of tastes I like do. this. I do okay. taste the cucumber now that yeah. you mention it. All right. All right. Last weekend, Shannon and I were at another local brewery. Um, 
which is Old Thunder Brewing Company in Blonox, which is a blue-collar town just up the river from Pittsburgh. And um, Oh, come on. you got to say it better. In Blonox. Down in Blonox. Yeah. Blonox. You're going down, you going down to Moondogs in Blonox. Catch a show with Donnie Ars. There you go. That's what I was expecting. Uh, so, so <laughs> since Blonox is a blue-collar town, it, that, that Pittsburgh accent thrives there. Mm. And then there is this uh, small bar concert venue called Moondogs. And, you know, so, like, Ian's going over to Moondogs is uh, <laughs> uttered more than once a day in this town. So. And you wanted to go to Moondogs that night. <laughs> I, I, I didn't really like the music that much, so. You still tried to talk me in to go bit, on a little bit. All right. But anyway, long story long, um, on the menu, they had a Dortmunder. And I'm like, like, ooh, got to get that because Greg is a big fan of Dortmunders. It was. Was. Well, I imagine I still am. Maybe you will be again. Yeah, no, I mean, I haven't had a Dortmunder in a long time. But uh, it is a classic style, classic German Reinheitsgebet style that I uh, do remember appreciating. Yeah, so uh, it's it's named after the town where it is where it came to prevalence in Dortmund in, in Germany, and it's another golden German lager. I fail to remember specifics mm-hmm. of what makes it different than other uh, lagers, like uh, a yeah, just Bavarian lager or something like that. I think Great Lakes had Dortmunder Gold, right? That mm-hmm. was one of the. Well, there's another yeah. Dortmunders that I've had have been pretty good too. Yep. Yeah. So this one pours darker, more mm. golden colored than Definitely. the last one. It's moderately clear. There's still a little like chill haze in there. Definitely more sulfury on the nose. Not in a bad way, but just mm-hmm. immediately comes out at you. Um, oh yeah. yeah. I'm getting a little rub garden hose on this. Oh really? Yeah, I don't think the can was as treated well. Grassy. Little, little acetone nail polish remover. Is that, mm. Can I smell your glass? I'll get it there, too. I think if you look for it, you might be able to find it. Yours smells better. Greg's is better than the rest of us. <laughs> and I was the second pour. So weird. We talk about sometimes bottle stratification or can yeah, stratification, yeah, yeah. but it's weird for the second pour to have like cleaner mm-hmm. notes. Going on to the flavor, the flavor is bold enough that I'm not tasting like acetone or anything like no, that. No, not at all. So I'm going to be able to drink it. Uh, but this one has way more body than the last one. Has this like yeah. meaty mouthfeel to it. Um, it's almost like spicier just because of how much more substantial it is. Mm-hmm. So it feels like it's it's hitting you in a different hitting your tongue a different way. Whereas like I don't know, if you had this right after uh, a hazy, you'd be like, "There's almost nothing here." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I think I did have it second when we were there, yeah. and I probably had an IPA or something first. And but this okay, so two sips in. And, you know, now I'm, like, kind of digging into the malt character. And it's almost cookie-like, like like a shortbread cookie or something like that. 
uh, it's a bit of a limestone thing. I'm trying to, to come up with individual flavors, but I'm getting more like that sort of chalkiness you were talking about in the last one yeah. I'm really getting here. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably a harder water. Uh, Flavor-wise, yeah, I guess maybe biscotti. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, like kind of like the yeah I'm trying to like yeah I guess if you like if you weave between like the anise and the like the vanilla flavors mm-hmm. like what's left over is kind of what you got yeah so I was recently as I mentioned in Houston and I was at this place uh, called we did, we, did, we did our party at this place called Pitch 25, mm-hmm. which was this, it was, it was right across from Minute Maid Park. Uh, and it was this, it was really cool because they had a bunch of, you know, some you know, a good, well stocked bar and then like a bunch of places to do like cornhole and other things and then video games that were all turned free mm-hmm. and uh, decent food. And, and the other thing with the bar was completely open. And when I mean completely open, I mean, um, ask for an old fashioned with Angel Envy. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So like if they, they, all the the best top shelf stuff was out. So you could get That's it. nice. Yeah. Uh so like the first thing I got was a was uh I sent you some of the beers I sent but the, the very first thing I got mm. was a gin and tonic with Hendrix. Okay. Mm. It was like, yeah. Why not? That's awesome. But there at that place was this um Throw, uh, uh, hatchet throwing thing. Mm-hmm. And I was super into going. I was like, yeah, I know. I totally, I've, I've always wanted to do that. Definitely. And there, but there was a release he had to sign. Oh, yeah. And I was like, no, that's no problem. I'll, and then I took a look at the release and I read it a little bit and I said, okay, there's no way I'm signing this. Oh, what's in there that made you uh, decide not to? I'm going to start to read it. the release. <clears throat> This voluntary waiver and release agreement is made to allow myself to participate in the Pitch 25 LLC and its sponsored events. I recognize that my signature on this release is a condition of your permitting management to participate. Uh, Permitting me to participate, I I agree that you may photograph and or videotape myself during Pitch 25 LLC Mm -hmm. events, that you retain the rights to use these visual (laughs) images in any manner you wish without compensation to myself. I further agree that you may use and license to others to use my name, voice, likeness, and any biographical facts which you have provided to you, including advertising, promoting Pitch 25 LLC events. What? That was before anything about like mm-hmm. for health or anything like that. It mm-hmm. was you you can videotape me, use any biographical information you have about me uh without compensating me f- and you can sell these other people. Just that's the one the one that really gets me is you can sell it to other people. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, all like I I I would be super happy to sign the stuff about medical shit, but the that stuff just signing away mm-hmm. my likeness in perpetuity? No, <laughs> absolutely not. So when they start deep faking you, like you got no recourse. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, uh, all right, I guess I'm not, I'm not throwing hatches. So you I, didn't get to. Hear I didn't do it. I'll take Greg. I would have. I mean, it, was there any negotiation? Like I would. No, there were. There were just I, like, like, hey, I'll cross all of this off. 
no, because sign the waiver for the, 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 the person he was reasons. dealing with couldn't make decisions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, there were just I like a just bunch wondering. of of these things on 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 the table, and he had to sign them in order to be doing it. And there was no one who I could like go to and like I'm, you know, I'll sign a medical release, but I'm not signing blah blah blah. There was no one who I could do that with, so it just like, and I it, I recognize the nature of the event meant okay, look, that's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. fine, you know, I'll go hatchet throwing another time, but. What they did have was a crane game. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that was free. Oh, free, yes. Boy. And I don't know about you, as an engineer, a crane, a free crane game is kind of like my dream. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like just okay. I can spend hours here just trying to nail this and figure out how this works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do know that the claw gets oh yeah weaker. No. Oh, like, that's the thing, is because it's the free crane game, you can study it and figure Mm -hmm. out what's going on. Uh, It turned out to be relatively easy. They were full of these little tiny ducks. And, like, you know, I just kept winning and, you know, tossing and giving them out to people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and of course, letting other people go because I was just, you know, there probably for, like, two hours at this thing. (laughs) Because it was... Because you can throw the hatchet. Remember what I said, though, about... there, There were a couple people who were, like... It's free. Are, are we taking advantage of it? And I was thinking, as I'm holding, like, you know, this ridiculously expensive drink, I was like, this drink is more expensive than all. They probably had, like, 200 ducks, little ducks in there. Mm-hmm. They yeah. probably got those for, like, 10 bucks off of Amazon. Yeah. And this drink is probably costing them 12 bucks. They have the uh, the duck crane game at Dave & Buster's. Mm-hmm. And Al- when we took the kids, Allie and Max spent most of their tokens on that. Yeah. It's it's a fun game and just doing it for free was like oh this is yeah it. and then free we took would them be to, nice. and then we took them to a different Dave and Buster's they didn't have the duck crane and mm. they were like oh yeah yeah but that was cool and you uh you went to NASA or you want to save that for the next after the next beer? yeah we can do that after the next beer so at, at the party there was also one of these um. Uh, punch kick games to score thing and okay. near the end of the night I was we were playing with it uh, and trying to like gimmick it so we could get the, the score and that's when I, I accidentally hit my hand against the wall and, and nailed these two fingers and I think pulled them back and sprained them perhaps like hairline fracture or something on there when we were at my old place we were playing with your oculus mm-hmm. Was it me? Who mm-hmm. hit the wall? I hit the wall really hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, when you're in that, when, when you've got that stuff on you, and you're yeah. you're in one of those games that is like probably, probably super, super hot, hot. Yeah. You're, you're 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 supposed immersed. to be able to rely on the other person to have your back. You move fast. And no, you're, you're dodging bullets. Yeah, you're... you you move fast. No, it, it, it's it, it it's. You, you you let because you let that person you know do play with them play it on their own because there's not much you can do mm-hmm. like I mean they, they they're they're covered in terms of their you know the their ears their eyes there are like little there is a, a gate in in there that tells you if you're getting close to the wall mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that your hands necessarily know that they're yeah. getting near other and there's things. also your you're paying attention to the action of the game. Yeah. So when the boundary warning comes up, you don't always see it. Right. You're immersed. So, I mean, yeah. it, it is a very immersive experience in, in, in these VR games. And everyone I know does something dumb 
after a while playing that game just because you one of the things that is very often is there's a sometimes stuff in front of you and you feel like you can lean on it <laughs> and you go to and you can't uh, yeah I would be so screwed I would love to so see, I would love I want I've, I've never been able to experience it yeah. oh I can bring over my VR stuff oh, probably yeah, yeah. I, would I would love really she would love it. super hot I mean mm-hmm. It's such a good game. Are there other games? I mean, of all oh, the yeah. ones, of all the ones I've played, like other ones have been fun, but none of them have been like, oh my god, this is a game that's going to make me get a VR system like super hot. Yeah, I think the the, the best one is Half Life. Alex is fantastic. Okay. It, it, it's just you feel like you're. I mean, it, it's a legit Half Life game. Okay, but just done in in VR. That's cool. So and and as good as Half Life games are. Oh, okay. And obviously, things are different in terms of how the action proceeds because in VR, it's a different way of you know moving, and um, you know, you can't just flip to it, it. Doesn't you don't have the same kind of way of uh, playing it, but it, yeah. they manage it. You know, it's Valve. They're they're amazing at figuring out how to make it so it yeah. feels. They the same. they design a lot of VR games, so you're. Almost like how you jump from scene to scene and the scene's kind of stationary instead of uh-huh. like, because motion sickness can be a big thing. Yeah. Like I tried playing when Greg left his rig over and I tried playing a bunch of games he had and he had a tank driving game, you know, and oh, he's sitting on the couch driving a tank. Oh my God, do you get queasy? <laughs> like, I want to, I want to play a game where I can control the roller coaster that I'm riding in. I'm sure there's the, I'm sure that game has that, but like that? That, that's the thing is you get, you have to worry about motion sickness because yeah when when yeah. your when your eyes see yourself moving and your inner ear is telling yourself that you're not moving, it can get really weird. Usually, what sometimes help is is if your eyes see sort of a gate around them. So like in, when you're in a car, you're moving, but you have other things around you that are stationary. Yeah. So that helps your brain deal with the miss the different mm-hmm. um, connections. But sometimes that doesn't help. Sometimes it does. You know, people get the, though. The, the nice thing about VR is if you're ever being motion sick, just close your eyes for a few minutes, for a few seconds mm-hmm. and, and it'll go away because that's, that's the only input that's causing it. It's not like on a car. If you close your eyes, sometimes it can just get worse. Yeah. Yeah. So, I huh? really do want to play. So okay. All right. Gonna have I, ha- I still that. have it. Awesome. All right. This one is simply called Cerveza. Mexican it's... Lager. I've seen that. It's Hitchhikers. I'm yeah. looking forward to this one. Okay. So this one is a, a much more corny on the nose. A lot. This is like, it looks kind of Corona-esque. It's, mm-hmm. it's yellowish. Mm-hmm. In fact, today when I asked you to go to the store uh-huh. to pick up the Coronas for me when you were already going out, mm-hmm. I didn't ask you to make a special trip for me. But uh, you mentioned, well, we have these. Yeah. Why do I need to get you a Corona? <laughs> I was just like, oh, do I have to buy that beer? But, but anyway. I'm like, well... These why why be so stuck up about beer? Haven't we learned? Well, comedic effect mostly. Yeah, but But, I mean, these hitchhikers, we get four. 
for the price of yeah no i i hear you yeah the, no the the price of the beers the coronas are are good so yeah uh, yeah i'm thinking like this lineup is all lager and everything and it's like oh we missed an opportunity the the east end just put out a a, a mexican dark lager like modelo ah. and uh that would have been a nice one to pull into this Mm-hmm. It's not all lager, but we have one, two, three. I know, I know. So far, no. so far, and then we're going to lager this one up, and then we're going to change speed. So, all right. Because you mentioned you mentioned two that you brought back, so I'm excited. Oh about. yeah. The, the two that we picked up. The, the oh oh glass. okay yeah, yeah. No, we can I I can grab one of those um, absolutely we need to do that okay yeah. Suspense, mm-hmm. intrigue. All right. So, what we got going oh, on, Cerveza? <laughs> Did you see that? Um... Sweeter. Okay. Sorry, I interrupted no, no, no. you. I'm drawing a blank you, now. You, you asked the room. Yeah. The. Oh my God! Why can't I think of the guy that plays Better Call Saul? Oh. Yeah. But Bob Odenkirk. Odenkirk. He's. Doing a, like a remake of the room or something? Did you see that? I did not see that. Yeah, like like a twenty four hour like sprint to reshoot the room or something. Keep an ear out. All right. <laughs> the uh, so what the, what were you saying? The... Uh, well, just on the nose, mm-hmm. this one is much sweeter than the okay. the others that we've. It's interesting. When I take a really strong draw on it, I almost get like a milk or like a sour milk kind of aroma. I think that's the corn. Could be. Other than that, it's very like monotone in the aroma. Like Mm -hmm. it's sweeter. There's that kind of corn thing going on. And it's hard. Like the hops aren't there in the aroma. It's Mm -hmm. not really giving you any kind of bready type notes or anything like that. I mean, it's I've had three lagers in a row now <laughs> and trying to, I mean, aside from this, this small, like little things where you can go, okay, this yeah. sort of has melony, this sort of has got this it's, we're, we're almost hitting my limit on like how, okay. how far can you go in terms of. Like... I, I thought staying on this vein, we'd be able to tease out mm-hmm. things we might not miss in a varied flight. So, but uh, so on this one, I'm getting like cornbread. I'm getting um, that milk thing still in there. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on the milk thing. It's much smoother. It doesn't have that chalkiness that the right. others have. Yeah. Um, at the at the finish, yeah, I think it's is, it's a much softer it water being used here. Yes, I I kind of I'm digging how it has that kind of cornbread cornmeal type flavor to mm-hmm. it. It's um, kind of like a cream ale in some sense. A good it, a good oh, cream yeah, ale. Yeah, yeah. Yep. No, totally. This is you know my go to. It's very clean, very crisp, uh, and it's got like a bit of. I mean, yeah, cornbread. I guess uh, I'm, the what's coming to mind, and it doesn't sound appetizing, but it's not in a bad way. It's just sandpaper. It's just kind of like okay. it's a little, it's rough because of the carbonation, but it's it's mm-hmm. not like a little prickly. Yeah. yeah, it's not overwhelmingly so. I was uh, 
last week when I was posting the show, I was kind of going through the the back end, like the programs that upload it and stuff, and was looking at some of the metadata. And like, when was the last time you thought about what beer am I? <laughs> right? We used to do a segment on the show where we would kind of give clues, and people would have to email us and say like guess like which beer we were describing oh like, it was a, it was a lot harder it was a lot easier when there were only like 700 or so <laughs> beers in the world yeah <laughs> yeah oh it's like wow what beer am i i haven't thought about that in mm-hmm. a clean decade you know all right so you two should do it i would have oh, we to. should do oh, what beer? It, 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 takes, it, it, it takes prep work. work. It takes prep work. Prep work. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, for another show, I would love to. Again, I mean, the problem is we'd have to that. choose a beer that was not like ridiculously. Uh-huh. It would have to have local. some identifiable. What we could do would be kind of fun. It'd be hard to like adjudicate, but like. You know, like who can like name that tune type thing? Mm-hmm. Like, like I can do it in three clues, or you know, like like <laughs> I got it on the second clue type thing. You know, people can just have to be honest on which clue they, mm. they figured out the beer, and it gets easier and easier. Okay. Are you saying? Uh... FBI, open up! <laughs> I I was just yeah, I wanted to make sure that he was aware that. Our uh, DoorDash will be arriving here within the next two minutes or three, maybe, and there might be some ruckus because. Well, we have this know. nice uh, system can, now that we can pause. Totally. One button. Uh, so, like last week when we did the show, I didn't use the button right. And, like, so the post show and the main show was all the same oh. file. So I had to find <laughs> it and chop it. So, learning, but. Oh, I hear no. I hear the ringy. So. No, that was the Cinco de Mayo child oh. trying to call me. <laughs> Cinco de Mayo child. We're, we're on the air. Get, beat it. Don't you notice the on the air light that's out there? <laughs> um, well, it sounds like you had a really cool trip. And I did. And, oh, Although, we're going to say something else about your trip, though. Well, so there was... So it was it was a little rough because at the end of the night I had injured my hand a bit. And then the next morning that my, my uh, NASA tour was at 9 AM and right. this party probably ended around uh, 11, 1130. And so I injured myself and I wasn't feeling great. And I don't think I got that, that much sleep if any that night. So, mm-hmm. Uh, I wait until like 7 a.m. so I can go and just get something to wrap my fingers so they're not going to hurt as much. Uh, and then I get to the place probably around 8.30 to uh, the space, Jackson Space Center. And, uh-oh. Well, Maybe we should here. pause. We can pause here. here. It's we good. We will pause. All right. We you return? we're back. So I got there around 8.30 and, you know, it... The the thing started at nine, but I had to kind of uh, just get through. It was a three hour tour, and my plane wasn't flight was until six thirty. But so I did just kind of got some you know got some coffee and just pushed my way through the tour, which was really cool. I totally recommend it. The the VIP tour, 
uh, when you get the ch- if you ever get the chance to go down there. It's more expensive than the regular tour, but you get then this nice badge. Yeah. So this was at Johnson Space Center in yeah. Houston, mm-hmm. or it's outside of Houston, I guess. It's it's outside of Houston, but not mm-hmm. it's not that far. It, it okay. was you know twenty minutes outside of Houston. And then what I did is actually went to the. I could have hung around the Space Center more and you know got into like all the exhibits and stuff with, mm-hmm. with that badge, but I was just like. I'm really tired. So I went to the airport and actually the, the first time ever, like I bought, it cost me 60 bucks to get like a United club just okay. so I could get in and just find a like nice seat and just sort of relax. Cause I figured that was going to be Ooh, the upper crust. It, it was a lot more crowded than I expected. <laughs> it's uh, only 60 bucks. Yeah. I mean. And, and the other thing that w- was, you know, they have, all, they have you know free food and free drink there. I didn't. I was downing like Tylenol. So I didn't want to drink anything, so I didn't get to take advantage of it. But, Bummer. Yeah, but I, it it was fine. It, it was a lot easier to sit there near my gate and just. I didn't want to sleep either. Cause I didn't want to like fall asleep and then miss anything. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So okay. I was just sure. like, okay. But then then so I got home on Thursday and then slept the entire on Friday. I think I slept <laughs> the entire day. All I've right. done that. Yeah. Coming oh, home it, from Seattle. I mean, it was, you know, I got there Monday, was running around do, working at, at this event for two and a half days, and then that day, and then, yeah, I was just like, okay, I got to just sleep. Yeah. yeah. Should we drink these from the can? No. no. <laughs> I didn't think so. I've done it, and it. It doesn't add anything. All right, I'm gonna decant carefully. Yeah. So this is Hetty Topper. This is a. This was a whale. I don't know if it's still a whale. Um, the Alchemist is a brewery in Vermont. That. Let's shake it up and, and see if you can. Yeah. All right. So this is probably a really. Dumb question to every listener What's a whale? and to both of yes, Moby Dick, like hunting, well, hunting for something you can't have. That's that's. I think it's my question. That I mean, I, I well, a beer that you're you hunt for. Okay, that has a reputation. I, oh, okay. Yeah. So I just thought maybe okay. there was no, something. No, it, it, we, we are we were using ling, lingo that's okay. a little yeah. That's okay. But no, it comes from Moby Dick hunting the whale, the white okay. whale. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, he spends his life I've, trying know, like, to. I've I've been drinking all this beer. I've never been able to get this one beer, and so yeah. you, get, you get the whale. Got the whale. So, um, this is more. yeah. This is the first hazy. Like really, this is the first kind of the first beer that 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 at least the first it blew widely up. recognized hazy. Yeah. Yeah. I like. The can. This is not as fresh as it this, could be. So, like, they they had a big deal about when this was out there. Like, mm-hmm. get this within one or two days, because that's yeah. when it, it's at it's at its best. And we we did that once, and it was probably a little bit better, but not that much better. Yeah, the uh, the room on this, this one. This was just canned, April twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. No, it's pretty pretty darn fresh. Yeah. yeah. It's, um. It's so fresh. it has kind of this pungent resiny. Aroma that's kind of a little dank, a little citrus. Yeah, this is the first, you know, like the first hazy, but I'm not when they had discovered all the amazing 
ways you could use mm-hmm. the you know the tropical type hops. Mm-hmm. So it's still using the kind of the same kind of hops you might get with like arrogant bastard or something like that. It's a resin bomb. Moved on to the flavor. It is just green and chewy and kind of coats your mouth. Yeah. With bitterness. Yes. Mm. It's this is one that I would say, uh uh-uh. uh. This one was like uh-uh. like the pinnacle of beer for a Ugh. couple years. I mean you can see like yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, Shannon, on this because this is this is unique in terms of its it is lineage. Like it, it, this was like, yeah, the, the first hazy anyone really knew about. Mm-hmm. And I do remember the first time having it, like being like, like almost standoffish with it because what is this? I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about hazies and this is very bitter, mm-hmm. uh, very resiny. And, uh, yeah, it has this piney thing, a lot of sulfur, copper or something yeah a little bit of that so you know with hindsight with you know like where we are today this just feels way more akin to the the ibu arms race west coast ipa yes you know um where when we're in the moment it's like oh this is new this is the next generation and now that we're generations beyond this feels like ibu arms race well i also remember that not loving this and then getting other hazies that were doing different things and then eventually, Mm -hmm. you know, totally flipping my, flipping around on hazies. I also think that when this is really, really young, it's a bit brighter. It's, it's, it's a bit more, um, fruitier. They make another beer that's just as popular called Focal Banger. Mm -hmm. I haven't had it in several years, but I remember enjoying that one thoroughly. I don't think it's as big. I don't think it's as resiny, but it's a little bright, you know? So I think, you know, if you're able to find the alchemist, vocal banger might be a good one to try too. I will say that what this reminds me of, bitterness wise, uh, and in 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 some way in terms of how after you drink a little bit, you sort of get used to it and start to actually like it, is um, what's that cocktail with Capari, the uh, Negroni? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Where it's like the first time you're drinking, you're like, whoa! Oh yeah, <laughs> we just did that a couple weeks. What ago. is that? And then you're like. Why am I, why am I craving a Negroni? <laughs> uh-huh. See, every sip I've had, five sips now. I just feel like I have coins in my mouth. Okay, it, that's I, what, that's all I taste. Is your you your interpretation coins. and your opinion is absolutely valid and yeah. is not something to be you know dismissed. And and you're I, not wrong for not liking a beer that is like wow. Yeah, the, like for me. There's this romantic connection like, oh, wow, I remember this. Mm -hmm. You know, I haven't had this in forever. And this was a whale. But drinking it right now, it's fine. I mean, if those, I keep saying it, but the IBU arms race flavor profile isn't really what I'm looking for these days, you know? So, like, it's not as exciting. Um, I think it's still good. But, yeah, it's totally piney and resiny. And if you're not looking for those... Um, those in your, you know, what you're looking for in IPA, then this isn't going to hit you. There is something. Where'd you get this? At, at the place that. Um, oh, it's it, here in town now. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least it, it was at the place I go to. I've seen it before oh. there a couple once or twice. Oh shit! I didn't know 
Well, the, now if the you alchemist, know. the alchemist is in Pittsburgh. That's I don't know where they are or whether it's just this place is 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 a good place they go to. It's near. It's in Green Tree. It, well, okay. If it's in the state, it's in the state. They paid the they paid the state to be in the state. So one time I, I caught it before we were doing the show. I caught it uh, as, as it was coming in, mm-hmm. and so I was able to get it like super super fresh, and it, it was brighter. Okay. Um, so it, I mean, definitely it it dies out. I wonder if on this level, drinking it from the can might actually because with with these glasses, where do you drinking? Excuse me, you're drinking from the Spielglau. They're they do give you. I I think we they from get, our perspective, they give you more fl- uh, flavorful drinks. They give you the microscope, yeah. And maybe this beer is formulated for non microscope mm-hmm. drinking. Mm-hmm. Shannon's not into this. No, it just—it it just takes it me back don't, to. Don't, don't worry well, about it. I'll let one of you all have it if you want it. No, no, um, no. But it—it it takes me back to when I made that switch from. I really just don't like beer mm-hmm. because we didn't have craft beer then, right, you know, right. and and saying and, and and moving to wine. Because there's just, you know, there's so much in a wine. And um, there's so many flavors that burst out in every different bottle of wine. And so, yeah, that's that. It, it just takes me back to that. And it makes me think, oh, yeah, this is why I, <laughs> I switched. And uh, now, so, are you are you uh, not getting a bunch of flavors here? Or it just feels muddy. It it's yeah no muddy and and coins mm-hmm. coins. She's the... never been a fan of resiny West Coast no big piney hop profiles. I mean, you're talking so I, to someone who's kind of the same way. Yeah, even though yeah. I've I've gotten into you know I, I've been able to to take them down, but I mean like I've never oh, I never sure. was a fan of. I'd like to try it again. I've never been a fan of like arrogant bastard that kind of like big resin bomb. Super dank. This dank. is yes. Yeah. If, if, yeah. if it if says I, dank in the description, I pretty much avoid it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It yeah. had me I avoiding just, I, Simcoe hots for the longest time because I I only associated them with dank, which is, mm-hmm. and you, which is a bad thing because Simcoe is very versatile. <laughs> I've actually had some sim, Simcoe no, hops. You, you guys have Beers very similar I, I like preferences like. on that and. You know, it's it's fortunate that I met Shannon when I met mm-hmm. her and brought her into beer when I brought her into beer because it was that whole the that new generation that third generation hop that we used to talk about, right? Yeah, which were less apparently bitter, yes. which had more of the tropical flavors and things like that, right? Mosaic is the leader, yes. of the pack, mm-hmm. and then Galaxy. And you know all the other ones that came. All out those New Zealand it. hops that are just amazing, yeah. and uh, Motueka, and you know all those amazing stuff that like yeah, that gives you so much more mm-hmm. than we ever had before, yeah. and very much opened beer into a just into like a new, a new way of thinking about it, and came around at the same time with hazy, so you could, which probably was good in the sense that. Hey, as you can sort of tell, hazes are sort of over. Take your beer, swirl it vigorously, uh-huh. and take a sip. Okay. And while you're sipping, I'm going to plant something in your brain. All right. Peanut butter. 
No. No? No. I, okay. I, I, I've had more peanut butter at, at other beers. Um, but, but I think that hazies are sort of about sort of overwhelming, throwing an overwhelming amount of hops in there. And it was almost the perfect vehicle for some of these hops that if you did them in sort of small amounts, you might not have gotten those amazing tropical stuff that you mm-hmm. do. So it was kind of like the those hops arrived at the right time with the hazy thing to just make it really make those hops really shine and become much more uh, interesting. I, I'm drinking this. And I am like shocked at myself that I'm like over resiny beers. Like I thought I still liked them, you know, and I'm drinking this. It reminds me a little bit. There was a beer I had back in when I went on that cruise from Seattle up to Alaska, the mm-hmm. beer cruise from All About Beer magazine. Um, there was a small brewery. I don't think they're around anymore. Called La Connor. They had an IPA, and their primary hop in this IPA was. Oh geez. Oh geez, I haven't heard of that no, one. I, I just it was, it was just in my brain, and now it's gone. But it was this total caddy hop, right? It was. Oh right, Amarillo. yeah, yeah, Amarillo, it Amarillo, Amarillo, the caddy hop. Yeah, it's total caddy, and like I drink it, and it's like, oh, okay, that's that's weird. Almost like the Negroni, kind of, right? Mm-hmm. Like, huh. It tastes like cat pee. Do I like cat pee now? <laughs> like like that kind of thing. Well, I will say you were the only one of us who loved the double Simcoe. Did I, I? Yeah. Did you I loved love that. You, you you were all... I don't remember loving it. That's a Weyerbacher beer. I mean, maybe at a time I grew out of that. I, rem- I remember thinking that it was... Uh, kind of monotone and mm. didn't really bring the bring the flavor. All right. You want more beer? I don't know what you're planning on next, but I need something to get that. Oh, oh we'll, we'll get that out. We'll Resiny. Get, we'll get that out. Coin. All right. So taste. I want to do this one next. This is the one from Cellarworks. Oh, well. Shoebrew and Cellarworks did a beer called yes. Sidebar. And... I mean, I don't want to oversell it. I do want to oversell it, but I'm, I'm going to oversell it. Uh, one of the best beers that I expect to have this year. So Okay. I was telling... So, can you explain something about this beer? Which is... Um, oh, it's a Imperial Stout, and it's aged in barrels, and I believe it's aged in Buffalo Trace mm-hmm. and Maple... It says mm-hmm. maple bourbon, so I think it was a bourbon barrel. It was a maple syrup barrel, also. So, so the the funny thing about that is, I told I was talking about how the you know I got the the Angels Envy uh, old fashioned uh, near the end of the night. They kept the bar open at past the, the three hour point, but they stopped serving the top shelf. Huh. So I, when I asked for another one, they said, "Oh, I can't give you Angels Envy. I can give you Buffalo Trace." What? And I was like. <laughs> Oh, oh, shucks. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no. When we were reading the descriptions of these and I saw that it, you know, it said Buffalo Trace. Like, oh. Cheers. We have to. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers, yes. I gotta get a rinse oh, no. out yeah. here. Rinse you guys can cheers. No. I'm just, I thought, when you pointed a glass at me, I'm just saying, I was like, oh, you're just look, toiling away here so, in the, you know, the, 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 oh, yeah. the, the The wine connoisseur in me is coming out, and I'm looking at the. Look at that. Yeah, that's, that's that's the, I think it's the lacing you're talking about, right? Where it, it sticks, and, and you get these like. 
Then, I call them fingers. Yeah. And but wine, they're called legs. Legs. And they have yes, to do with the legs. alcohol. So why did I say fingers? I don't know. And I've then been the lacing is more of the foam on the glass and, and beer. They're, they're little things that stick out. They're, so they're, well, there's I know, a, but I, I... There's a YouTube um, channel that Shen and I have been watching a lot. Uh, it's from Bon Appetit, but it's Andre Mack, who's a wine sommelier. Mm-hmm. And he's so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. The only thing I don't like him about is the way he tastes... like. He aerates the wine, so he takes a sip, oh. and he pulls it in like, you know, like that. <laughs> Other, he's not pretentious at all. No, if you're going to do that, then you can't really be pretentious yeah. about it. But I mean, but it's almost like that's the most pretentious thing of him is like, you know, it's like I don't care if I'm obnoxious in how I aerate my wine, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, well, on, on on one hand, like when you're sampling it, I can get through in that, but when you're drinking with friends, you're not going to be like. And every yeah. sip, uh, I mean, if you're, you know, his, I mean, he he pulls in the wine and then he like rattles off like seven flavor descriptors, mm-hmm. like like he is so good at what he does, and I love his flavor descriptors. He does things that we've done, asphalt, you know, non food right, items. Yeah. You know, he's really good at that. Um, he, um, but you know, some of the some of the things he does is he did a. Um, Pinot Noir from seven different countries. Mm-hmm. So the same grape grown in seven different countries. Fast, you know, like really fascinating episodes, like learning like the terroir of the, because the Pinot Noir is a kind of grape. Yes. It I, makes yes, a kind of white. Yes. Well, okay. Everyone else too. That's I, a good point. I, I, I no, no, that, that's a very good point. I should not have given you that look. Because... I didn't necessarily know that. The oh, okay. Pinot Noir. Is, yeah, so, no, I, so you're yeah. you know more than I do about wine, because, and I shouldn't have given you that look. And I apologize. So, so I didn't know. I thought Pinot. I didn't realize Cabernet Sauvignon was. Yeah, it's totally a great. Yeah, great. I did. Mm-hmm. I just thought they usually they were, are not always, but a lot of wines are named mm-hmm. after the grape. Yeah. So, but like you know, it, like he does a bunch of different things. He does some gimmicky things, like he pairs wine with fast food. That was a really They're still funny fun. episode. They're still that fun. does sound like fun. It was crazy I mean, because why... he compared an $80 bottle of wine with Chick-fil-A. With, no, yeah. Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> okay. Or a McDonald's Big Mac. But Kentucky Fried Chicken is mm, like like that could actually okay. stand like, up No, no. It, here's McDonald's the thing. Like, Big Mac a McDonald's Big Mac, they spent, they spent billions of dollars making it so that it is an amazing piece of like not that it, it sits in your stomach well mm-hmm. but that when you're tasting it it gives you everything mm-hmm. no, like mcdonald's and that's if you're listening to you're listening to cooper in the background uh, drinking some water. water but no mcdonald's has spent billions to make those things to make to make that food on on that menu taste good regardless of Whatever you think about it. Yeah, no, it's just, I, I find it really funny that you can go to McDonald's and buy, well, not $5 anymore, $7 or $9 for a Big Mac meal. Mm-hmm. And then you're pairing it with a $80 bottle of wine. That's that's my point. He Nine dollars for the dinner yeah. and eighty dollars for the bottle. So, I mean, I he's guess spending, we do he's spending that the money on the right out. part, right? Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, the entire episode. Not every bottle of wine that he paired was eighty bucks. There were some no, that yeah. were twenty five, thirty dollars. So, just, like, they weren't all 
like outside of your average price point. But the, the hook at the end was he put caviar on McDonald's filet of fish. Oh, yeah. That, that's sounds, right. that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So we're, I'm still looking at this bottle that we're... Mm-hmm. I haven't even tasted it yet. Have you all had a sip yet? We haven't talked about it. All right. So anyway, did you mention the ABV on this? Or did you notice the ABV on this? I didn't mention it. I did notice it. Let me guess. Let me guess. All right. Because I I haven't tasted it yet. Yeah, go ahead and guess. Based on the lacing, I'm going to say it's around 12. Nailed it. Ooh, you nailed it. There's got to be a sound effect. Oh, um. That's really not right. Wait, um, that just changed uh, our voices. Ooh. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that worked for everyone's mic this time. What the hell? Okay, that sounds like it's about twelve percent. Oh, it's Britney, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the smell on this one. It's heavenly. It's, it's heavenly. It's roasty. It's barely. You get some wood oak flavors, some soy sauce, some. Oh, just... Here we go. It just takes. Me- yeah, that that, that yeah. I should have done. I have a lot of buttons. Hot dog. This, it, it takes me back to Kentucky, to the Bourbon Trail. It does. I mean, it smells. Oh my! But not in like, not in an overwhelming way. Oh no, no, no! There's it's a lot just- of roastiness there. There's, there's like a campfire thing. A little marshmallow. I'm getting yeah. Marshmallow. Maybe your campfire, but like soon I was smelling right right when you said campfire, mm. and I'm smelling like marshmallow. Mm. So I'm picking up a very dark, very dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is smooth. That is really smooth, really tasty. Mm. <laughs> it's beautiful. Isn't Definitely it? the marshmallow. Like there is that s'mores mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Almost like a, a cherry cordial to type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, there's like a little bit of uh, of a toffee note. Oh yeah, is... yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Like, uh, it seems like I am anticipating what you're saying. Like, I was thinking toffee, or like a moment before you said toffee. <laughs> it probably came after, but Aww. but it feels like it came before, and it's like it's like you're in my head, bro. <laughs> That's We're drinking the same thing. You're in each other's heads. But no. This is... That is fantastic. That's really fantastic. This is a wonderful, wonderful glass. This is the Sideline from Works and Shoebrew collaboration. They're both Pittsburgh breweries. Or Sidebar. Sidebar. Did I say something else? Sideline. I said Sideline. Sidebar comes in this, like, Pliny the Elder bottle which is like a 16 point something ounce bottle with the high shoulder and the kind of the cone top so it says brewed in harmony and sarver pennsylvania packaged oh my. In, yeah packaged in harmony mm-hmm. why now yeah but yeah we really made a good. we made a re- we were driving through verona and um for the locals, they'll know. If you know, you know. Cellarworks um, <laughs> is outside of town, up in Sarver. Mm-hmm. And then they occupied the place that used to be um, a storefront for a cider place. It was Stonewall Cider. They closed up. And Cellarworks opened kind of just a tap room there. 
in Verona, Pennsylvania. And uh, yeah, we've been there a few times. Yeah. A couple other breweries in Verona as well. They're also known, Verona is also known for those little frozen drinks that you can't find in Pennsylvania Bailey's, now. Or not the, Bailey's, uh, Bowen. Fuck, what are they called? They're, they look like they come in like, Bigger dailies, com- dailies, yeah. Yes. So the Capri Sun. There's a, there's a company that makes a bunch of mixers, you know, like Sour's mix and sure. stuff, Long sure. Island iced tea mix and stuff. Yep. And dailies, it's made like two miles from here. And we were like, and in, they can't sell them in, in. Well, we were in Virginia Beach, and uh, we found no. these dailies. Florida, oh, Florida. Florida. Okay, yes. we were in Florida, and we like in Walmart. That's a big difference. It was. It was one of the states where alcohol laws don't suck, but we were in Florida. At a Walmart, I think. Yes. And they had these little icy pops. They were there. they were alcoholic icy pops. Well, they, made two miles from here. Well, they hmm. were. They actually come in a package that's like a Capri Sun, but bigger. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was a long tube. No, no? they okay. look like Capri Suns, but larger. And that sounds so like a lot more fun than Capri Sun. Margaritas. This way, pina coladas, mm-hmm. throw them in the freezer. Like, I did that while, you know, and one of my many hundred trips to Florida. I'll go and I'll grab some of them at Walmart. And for, you know, a very cheap price. Yeah. And, and then throw them in the freezer and then sit in the raft at my mom's house in the pool and drink one of those. And... It's literally made right down the road wow. from here. But, but we can't buy them. But you can't buy them. That, that reminds me of those Kentucky laws where you like you can't buy certain things, but they... Yeah, I'm not sure out. how many dry counties there are anymore. But yeah, there's distillery. There were distilleries in dry counties in Kentucky. Uh, yeah, like wow, eyes are very nice. <laughs> their market is like grocery stores, and you know most grocery stores things are changing, and now we have, but I have not seen those alcoholic Capri Suns from two miles down the road, uh, huh. in Pennsylvania. So I'm seeing so. a picture uh, from Chad's phone and strawberry daiquiri. Yeah, that's like kind of like a Capri Sun, but without the straw. So you're like you, yeah. you tear off the top and pour it and, mm-hmm. and then pour it out. And, well, but, I always just left yeah. it in there and I stuck a, a straw in it. But that was, yeah. That was always... Yeah, Capri Suns were one of those things that like when you're a kid, it seems really neat. And then when you're an adult, you're like, like this is gross. Like, why would you want to drink something like this? <laughs> out of this. This is a bad thing to drink stuff out of. But I remember the first time I saw this, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I saw that it was an end cap, you know, mm-hmm. at Walmart. And they had all these, and they were the daiquiris and the pina coladas. And I'm not really one to get a frozen daiquiri or a frozen yeah. pina colada or anything. But, I mean, I am down there. It's hot. It's summer. It's it's sweltering it, it, hot. It's not like and, you're, you're, and I'm you're absolute spending most first of my choice, life but at the hey, pool. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, of course, Cool because I can actually buy alcohol mm-hmm. in Walmart, which you can't do here in Pennsylvania. But also, cool, those look neat. Those look fun. And I grab one out of the freezer at the end cap and I turn it around and look at it. And it says right there, made in Verona, Pennsylvania. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> well, I guess you could always, it's what? 
I can 15, walk 20 miles to, to West Virginia where you can buy them. Yeah. yeah. But I could walk there right now. And But I can't buy them. You can't them. buy them. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. They're cool. They're fun. This is really know. delicious. It is. It, it, it's... Um, it's got this wonderful smoky thing at the end. Cherry smoke, cherry wood kind of thing. I mean... Look how it coats. The, look yeah, how it has, turns the glass brown when you twist to turn the glass in your hand. It has it, legs, but like not just legs. It like is staining the glass. It's, 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 it's sticky. It's got that stickiness to it. it. It's it's got that viscosity. It, you said toffee, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I definitely taste the toffee. It's like a really excellent s'mores that has some alcohol in it, too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now that it's warmed up, I'm getting more raisin flavors in there, too. Are you? I am. A little yeah. bit. I think that's kind of natural. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a bit of a stringency that sort of comes mm-hmm. out. Um, but that's that's fine. Uh, yeah, you get that little, little bit of the prune yeah. thing in there. Anytime I get an Imperial Stout that is any like within five miles of this beer, like, mm-hmm. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. This is wise. Yeah. yeah aim for yeah this is this is we used to call them hug beers right this was a beer that like it feels like it's giving you a hug oh yeah oh yeah and we're just taking our time so you're you're gonna have to deal with it we're taking our time with this beer no reason to rush it (laughs) comfort beer comfort food let's see if there's anything else that was interesting on that so on the um so this was first of all i i got these Smoked old fashioned uh, when I was uh, with uh, our friend Brian, who I asked next time he's in town if he could come on to the show, and he said he would totally Ooh, do it. Oh, so, sweet. Yeah. nice. Um, so here's me with, at the with, with the humidor with the, uh, the cherry smoked <laughs> old fashioned, and there's me drinking one. We could always make one of those tonight too. Do you have, have the smoke? We have a sm- not a chamber, but we have the thing you put on the glass, and we haven't done. We that have the you? cherry. With the torch and the little wooden thing in the back. Yeah, I think you may have. Okay, I thought we did. Yeah, it's probably it's the same process, I'm sure, but it was. Uh... That one's definitely more extravagant in its presentation. Yeah, well, you know, I have somewhere I'm trying to find a picture of um, of Brian that I took because uh, you haven't met Brian, so I'm I'm still looking for it. So excuse the. While we're waiting, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes. If you were pairing this with a food, ice cream, fudge, <laughs> caramel. Okay. Mm. And not a dessert. Not a but dessert. But actual. If if you were bread go- pudding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's red, charred steak, um, a caramelized onion burger um oh now that i could see that i could see i try to think of something that wouldn't overpower this M- mushroom and swiss burger a quiche mushroom and swiss quiche it might work a spinach yeah. and broad bean quiche for the coronation <laughs> i was you were in my head <laughs> <laughs> Um, food here. Here's uh, here's Brian on the uh, 
a league. What am I thinking? <laughs> on on my left, mm-hmm. right on, on on the pictures left. Yes. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what he's eating. I see a steak. But I'm oh yeah, he, to, he it looks like. Okay, it's potatoes. Okay. Right. Uh, food that would go with this. Yeah. This would go great with a with a really deep mac and cheese. That's what I was thinking. Like mm. when I asked the question, I was thinking my uh, about my mac and mac and cheese, and I was thinking something cheesy would just would work really well. That's really why I really drink fun, this fun with quiche, my mac and cheese. Like, yeah, foie gras. I don't know. I don't know. Foie gras is is interesting because it's so fatty that I almost I almost think you'd this would contrast in too too much. I I, I don't know that it's it's. I, what was the last time you had foie gras? I think you want to have it. It's sort of like it, foie gras and like let's say. Um, uh, what, what's, what's the raw? Why can't I think of it? The raw. They start with the T anyway. Beef tartare. Tartare, yeah. Tartare, like you want to have that with as little extra stuff as much because you want to really experience that, mm-hmm. that flavor and then not really yeah. get that. So I think oh, the same thing with big, Too big for. Yeah, me. yeah. And then maybe something more acidic or sour might go better with fogoa too. Yeah, I think so. I think you want something that, that has a lot of flavor itself mm-hmm. that this will sort of bounce up against. Uh, so that's why, like, ice cream I, is a good I, I idea. I still think bread pudding would be. I yeah no yeah. But savory wise, you need something with a lot of flavor to stand up to this. So, mushrooms could probably get you there. You de- definitely you want as much umami as possible with this. <laughs> so yeah, mushrooms for sure. <laughs> so I really, you know, we're having this conversation, and I'm thinking. I think it just should be something that you have without anything else. I I I, I think there's I always something. You can always find stands. something. It it just there's so many flavors in this mm-hmm. that I don't I yeah think that you're, I would want to You're probably right. add oh anything. I got one. Okay. Oysters, raw oysters. Oh, okay. No, I could go with that. I, I, no, I could see it because... Oyster stouts, I mean, it's a, it's a perfect combination. It is. And it's like, the, the oysters aren't... They have, you know, the salty, brining The saltiness stuff. will clean this, like, lingering mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. barrel off your tongue, for sure. Now you have me craving oysters. Mm-hmm. Raw oysters with some salting crackers. Yeah. Now, Greg has brought oysters to the show before. I'm sure he'll do it again. I will be happy to. <laughs> I could bring. We could bring some back from Florida too. Um, oysters aren't grown in Florida. They're grown well, like closer to here than yeah. Florida. Oh, that's true. Yeah. All right. No. So at, at but, the at the Good Giant Eagles, you can get some some really some good, good oysters. Oysters yeah. and and as long as you're shucking them yourself, you're yeah, they're super fresh. Got so. a shucking knife. Don't don't shame me, please. Please don't shame me on the show. Not you guys. I'm talking about the audience. No, they would seafood, seafood. And if they do, we would ban them. You can't listen anymore. <laughs> no, we're going to Elon this. So, we're going to Elon so, this thing. So you're saying that's why we came back so we can drive this thing into the ground. That's right. No, 
There you go. You love this shit. How can we ruin this? So you're, you mentioned oysters, which instantly makes me think of mussels mm-hmm. and mm. scallops and mm-hmm. shrimp and lobster tail and crab legs. I definitely got to bring. I have I, to bring some some I caviar for to, you guys because. You guys have to try. If you love all that, you're well, going to love caviar. Caviar is all that distilled into one flavor. It's, it's amazing. But uh, I'll try it for you. Okay. I'll try it for you. I have always said no to caviar. There's very few things. I've had escargot. I've had I, I, many I, things. I will not but, get you bad caviar. I will get you good caviar. Okay. But I, I, I have to tell you, I think that you hit the nail on the head when you actually said oysters because now I'm thinking of all of these different seafoods and I'm thinking even salmon. Mm-hmm. Um, None of them have the brininess, right? The, no. Kind of the estuary. Yeah. And that would go So this, this would pair yeah. really well with a, with a seafood. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, scallops. Definitely scallops mm-hmm. as long as they're fresh. Yeah. Wrapped in bacon. I feel like that, I, I feel I feel like you're especially if they're good scallops you're really overdoing it. I mean, right we've right. Had them, when I, we were doing I, the the um, home chef, we had scallops uh, a bunch yeah. of times. I know, I've had scallops though right off the boat. We talked about this before on the, same day. On the show Fresh. before you were a part of it, but I dislike bacon as a condiment. Bacon goes with. That's sort of the problem. But when you have something as good of a scallop, you yeah, don't need like bacon. It, 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 it's it just feels no, like you you're don't. overdoing no, it. It you feels don't. like like I, you're I, pouring ketchup on something. It's yeah. like yeah. It's No. I I actually said that and I sure. was kind of joking mm-hmm. when I said that. Um I've had them right off, you know, fresh off the boat. Mm-hmm. And they're amazing and, and if you've never had them, I'm sorry. Um and hopefully someday you'll You'll be able to, but um, all right, palate yeah. cleanser. Oh, palate cleanser, okay, palate cleanser. I think this will be a palate cleanser. We'll see. Is it a barley wine? <laughs> no, it's a uh, golden, <laughs> golden sour. Okay, that that's oh, likely we're a palate cleanser. We're doing a really big switch up here, aren't we? But it's not golden anymore because it has currants in it. So was golden. Was golden until then. the currents kind of turned red. What's the what's the name of this bad boy? This is current oh, conditions barrel aged golden sour with black currants from the glass jug beer lab. I don't even remember where we got this. Um, oh, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. So, Ooh, so one of our trips from Florida and back. It would have been in twenty twenty one August. Uh, well, I mean, oh, wait, did you say South we, Carolina? The, North Carolina. North so Carolina. So this could have been when we took our trip Dorm? in August. I think it's when we went. When we went it could have been, or it could have been when we actually took a trip to North Carolina to do all the hiking. And Where's Rocky Mount? Is it near Durham or is it near Asheville? That's it's Durham. Question. Durham. Okay. All right. So, okay. I don't see this on their site, but you said this was from. 20. The glass jug, the glass jugged beer lab. Yeah, I, I don't see this on their site, but this is one, probably one of their one-off experimentals. When did we go to Durham? 
Oh, what this was that was place. That? that was the, the this was the place that was in kind of the new building. Um, after we met with Sean from Full Steam, we went to another place that was just that bar, kind of in that glass and steel building. We had a couple beers. I'm thinking. There was. So we sat at the. Sean. Remember when we were in Durham? We met with the guy that owns the brewery at Full Steam. Okay. And then yes. after that, we okay. went to another place that was about four blocks away. Okay. This is that place. So I will say it, it's open. It right now it closes at eleven p.m. So if we want to get there, we don't have a lot of time. We have an hour from Pittsburgh to Durham. Yeah, kind of. We need oh, to really make it. We need a helicopter. You need a hyperloop. Come on, Elon. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna make it tonight. All right. So the beer pours a clear brownish ruby. Maybe not the brownish golden uh, ruby. I'm, I'm, there, there's a bit of that golden that's still that's still sticking through, right? Because the, the the red has stained golden. it, but it has not like removed the fact that it's still a golden nail underneath. Uh, and it's almost, so it's it's got so it's not like as dark red as Kool Aid or something like that, right? Oh that no, doesn't not at that. all. It's got more of a copper, yeah, like orangish to it definitely smell i can smell the sour it smells raspberry on the nose but when you say currants you know that yeah it definitely has a berry thing almost almost like fruit punch a little bit yeah yeah because you can see like oh maybe there's a little peach in there maybe there's Mm -hmm. A little orange, yeah. So there's there's definitely sort of a fruit punch thing. Speaking of fruit punch, you know this whole palate. We've talked about palate drift before. Like mm. the things you've been drinking recently influence the things you call out in a beer, right? Earlier today, when Shannon had me buy her the six pack of Corona, <laughs> I bought some nineteen point two ounce cans. So I bought one from um, New Trail, which is a Pennsylvania brewery. It was their double Broken Heels or something, and then I got a Voodoo Ranger. That was um, fruit something. It was called Juicy something, but the subtitle was Fruit Punch IPA. It tasted just like Hawaiian Punch, uh-huh. like in a was, good way or a bad way. In a good way, okay. In a good way. I mean, in a I feel dirty for drinking this sure. way, but I feel sure. like why do I like this way? Like, like a McDonald's hamburger, where yeah. it's like, oh my god, this is amazing in my tongue. Why is this? Amazing in my yeah. Time. It's like I yeah. I I'm a beer expert. I'm a grown man. <laughs> I shouldn't like this, yeah. and it's so it's fine. This th- when I I'm taste this, sorry, tasting the tartness of a cherry. And that might not. Really, it's cherry, sense, but no, it's, no, it's no, it is tart cherry. When, when I taste tart. this, what I think is, how come you can only get currants in the UK? Why can't we get currants here? I love this. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, there was a dogfish head beer that had currants in it way back, when. yeah. That was, I had like maybe once, maybe twice, and I loved it, and it never got. 
it, it, it was discontinued because you you can't find currants. Yeah. It's a sour cherry with a little bit of a bite, and it's fantastic. How come you can't get this? It's really good. These are amazing fruits. Yeah. And there's a little minerality. That, like, <laughs> yeah. Think of a cherry with a little minerality to it. Um, that's, that's not super sour. This beer is... These are two like fantastic beers right in a row. Yeah, I don't think we need anything else. Like we can wait on the, these other ones for yeah, next time. We can do that. I mean, shows, we're, shows long enough. Yeah. So you say the minerality. I want you to describe the mineral that you're tasting. Minerality. It's. I mean, I it's, know it's, what minerality yeah. is. I want you be, well, but I want you to be more specific on the mineral that you're probably limestone. I mean, yeah. it's a kind, of, it's 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 akin to chalky, mm-hmm. but it's a little more, some little more metally yep. than yep. chalky. In like than straight up chalk, there's a metal. There's a tanginess to it. Gives yeah. you that little more yeah. metallic because, uh, like you were saying, the copper way back when, and the other in the other yeah. beer, but. It's not in a bad way. It's just sort of that tangy yeah, thing that comes yeah. through. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the, the the closest. I mean, the mineral that we're all in, used to is limestone because we can tell the difference between hard and soft, and and that's yeah. basically limestone. So it's it, it's kind of a chalkiness, but yeah, it's that tanginess and what else, it, like there's a there's you mentioned granite, right? And that's a little bit more um, earthy and dusty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. That's that's what I. I like tasting. this. Like, like, like we can take our like rocks mm-hmm. and describe the differences between our rocks, right? Yeah. yeah, and totally. Like we've talked about granite before, and that is more less tang. More, I think you really described it, dusty, earthy. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think if there's anything else I could add to that. I don't know if there is. You know, and what other like what other things could be in our vocabulary is the next thing. Like, yeah. you know, like sandstone. We could use sandstone in our vocabulary. I'm not sure how often we'd pull it, but it could be in there, right? Um shale, clay. I think those both would make sense. Um not for this beer, but just yeah, in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what a shale beer would taste like be almost muddy mm. in some it sense. Would have I don't know. Would it be more of a but, sand? Although we go like layer, let's go like layer thing. Like let's yeah, go rocks. I mean, there there is an old thing in in paleontology where you lick bones mm-hmm. to see whether they're bones or not. Basically, to see whether they they are because if if they were bones that then became calcified or whatever, they're going to have little micro um, holes in them that will sort of pull your tongue in and stick your tongue a little bit. Okay. As opposed to if they were not bones, then it, it would be sort of a more even. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's not going to stick to your tongue as much. So that's huh. why like you have either. bone lick. Well, uh, we have some bones. heard of licking bones. Wait, I mean, but we've we got know plenty the, of bones we, in the backyard. But we know those are bones, not petrified bones. So we but, don't have to lick But them. we could always lick them. To see what it feels to like. To see what it, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I don't want to We're catch some flesh eating bacteria, but <laughs> I mean it's a rock. It's still a rock. It, 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 it's. It, I remember I would bring in my copper light and I would, you know, scare everybody by licking it, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And then tell them what it was because copper light is is 
petrified poop. Okay. But it's a rock. There's no poop on it anymore. It just was a poop that turned into a rock because all the stuff got replaced. So yeah, you can lick them just fine. You're still licking your rock. So I'm just picturing us going to like Mammoth Cave mm-hmm. and licking rocks mm-hmm. in the cave. It's all it's all like sandstone. Okay. Oh, okay. But, yeah. but I'm just picturing <laughs> the three of us. Mm-hmm. Standing there licking rocks, and I mean, everybody looking like, at us I mean, going, the, the licking stuff happens in general you? when you haven't identified something <laughs> and you want to see whether it, you, yeah. it's, it's a quick way w- without going to the lab of sort but, of identifying I mean, something. You know, Shannon brought up a great question about like you said, minerality. What do you mean, bro? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, well, yeah, I, like, I want you to describe the mineral yeah, that no, you're totally. You're, and you're, so, like, what is my vocabulary across the breadth of minerality? And mm-hmm. that's what I'm exploring, you know, like, I like this because. Way back on the show, I we our flavor descriptors were all food flavor descriptors, and I read somewhere, might have been Lou Bryson, not sure, but like talking about like fresh cracked granite as a mm-hmm. flavor that you get in Belgian beers, like saisons and things like that, and it opened my eyes like, oh, I don't have to use food; I can say rope. I can say we done you asphalt rope before. Yeah. I can say leaves. Um, that Andre Mack, that that sommelier on YouTube, he uses forest floor and underbrush a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I need those. I need to incorporate that those thoughts into my flavors because those are really good ones um, yeah. that I hadn't thought of before. So. Oh. I will do it. But that's one of the reasons I like that YouTube so much is because it expands my vocabulary or the things I'm allowed to say for my vocabulary. Things I might have never thought of saying before. You know, things like that. So, so are we able to ask for feedback from our listeners? No. Oh, we don't want we feedback. Can't. It just takes work. I mean, you already promised to make them something. So. I, and you know what? I'm really sorry. <laughs> So you just don't go, don't get too I can ambitious. make you a du- no. Actually, I was just asking for feedback. I would love to hear what other absolutely descriptive if, words people. If you guys can think of something, that, send it send it to us. If you, if something that, that that you use a lot, or something that we don't have in our vocabulary, or if it's like, yeah, I use that stuff that you use all the time. That'd be cool too. Yeah, We'd love to hear I, it. I would love to be like opened up to a new paradigm, like forest mm-hmm. floor. Like I've never yeah. thought of saying. I've never thought of it, and I don't. I can't think of a beer that would work with that, but I could possibly think of wines that would work with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we didn't promise that we were going to stick to beer here. No, we did not. So, it's. I mean, it's called yeah. Craft Beer Radio as sort of a legacy name, I, exactly. <laughs> but when we came back yeah. in 2023, no we said it's a whole new <laughs> we, we do what exactly. we want. So, I think we need some outro music. Um, mm. Wait, we need to make one more special announcement before we okay. close the show. Because this might be a um, might be the last show we do for Ever. no, 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 listeners, we're not, we're not leaving again, not, You're not now, anyways. But right. we might be on a pause. For a little bit, 
because Jeff and I have a grandson that is due at the end of this month, but he I've been is... real busy over these last three years. We have a grandson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he is ready to come into this so world. So what you're saying is we now. might have a fourth person added to the podcast. It would be a baby. And we will be having a baby drinking the beers with us and getting exactly. We already or, have one or because we might not we have another have one grand have another episode till like the second week of June. Yeah. Mm. So just letting the listeners know that if there is a break, it's not because we're discontinuing the no. show or going on this but very you're long saying hiatus. That we may have to wait until next month and we're not gonna do karaoke tonight. Oh, oh. well we did get that you know, you got pad thai and karaoke. Well, it seems and like and, and oh, our twelve hour. o'clock commitment changed to two. Yeah, we, it's like daylight savings so, all over again. We don't have to be anywhere till two now. So yeah, Fantastic. we gained two hours. So. <laughs> well, if we don't see you till next month, keep sending those those uh, stuff about descriptors to us and we'll love oh, to yes. hear all, all about it and um, hopefully for you guys that, that, that did win we'll eventually get something built for you guys to yes. send to you. Yes. when we do we'll, we'll, we'll send you word saying hey what's your what's your address and we'll get it uh, and for everybody else who just happens to be listening and is still listening thanks so much thank you thank you thank you there's all these there's a couple beers here that I can't wait to try and we'll have to wait till next time to try but hey this has been a long enough show, I think. Yeah. We're going to have to find a better way to get in contact because, like, that email goes to a different box that I don't get in my normal email. Now. Oh, really? Okay. So, like, maybe we can go Mastodon or something. <laughs> we can do a Discord. Oh. Hey. Ooh, Crafty Radio Ooh. Discord. I'm on Discord. We're on it all the time. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right. It's Discord, baby. All right. Well, we got a month to, to set it up, possibly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see what we can do. I wonder if the Slack still works. I'm sure it does. Oh, I'm so t- <laughs> No, we had a Crafty Radio Slack that we used for show planning and uh-huh. a little bit of conversion. PTSD, can we not do Slack? Can no. we do Discord? Microsoft Teams? No. No, no. Like for everybody else, uh, no. Discord, yeah. We'll, we'll, Discord. We'll, Discord sounds like something we could do. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. I like it too because you'll always see me on. Ooh. Direct contact. Direct contact. All right. All of us. Pay attention to the... How about you pay attention to either my Twitter or Facebook for the link to the Discord? Or mine. But the people who are going to join the Discord know where my Twitter or Facebook is. Do they? Where is it? I'm just a nobody. Twitter.com slash Bear. Facebook.com slash Bear. Also, we still... Technically, have Facebook have us touch Craft Beer Radio, right? We do. Yes, I put it there. Yes. We do. Yes. So put it on there. It had like three views this past week. Whoa. Where are oh, moving come on, up? people. Let's get some views. Facebook's for old people. We and, need an Instagram. And I am not and on social we, media. And we are grandparents for the second time. Almost yep. for the second time. All right. So, okay. No We're way. almost out of music uh, here. So. Well, I was going to say something. Okay, but say I don't it, know what it was. It. Do it. I lost it. Pressure's on. I lost it. Thanks, everybody. We're waiting for your feedback. 
not sure where because I haven't checked my email, my Craft Beer Radio email in a month. So Facebook. 